Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Great day. We're going to talk about Elon Musk going shopping on Twitter. We'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to get into, uh, of course, Tesla's deliveries. We'll talk about Starbucks. We got Tim Quas from Market Structure Edge. Get ready, guys. We got an action-packed show. Hit the like button, and let's go. Pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. How we doing, traders? Let's go ahead. Let's get it started. Let's bring on the guys here, Dennis Dick and Joel Alcon. Good morning, guys. How we doing? Ah, doing great, Mitch. Uh, not a bad uh, day in the markets, too. S&P's up eight and a quarter at 45.47.50. Big levels all around. Crude up a buck 23, 1.0050, back in triple digits. Gold up 10.70 at 10.35 even, let's call it. Uh, Silver trying to get back over 25, up 26 cents at 24.91. Bitcoin down just a tad, $290 at 46,260. And Ethereum futures, they're just in the green, just by a tad here at 34.91. Uh, Triple D, uh, just Friday. Doesn't Friday seem like just like a long, long time ago? It does. I mean, I've had a I've had a pretty hectic Big weekend week. myself here um, for two years. Two years been uh, hiding and fighting and trying not to get COVID, and finally succumbed to the virus. Uh, the household, the boy, tested positive Friday night, so the boy's got it. The girl is now sick as well. Didn't test her, just assuming. I'm feeling okay. My wife's feeling okay. We're doing a little self-isolation here. Um, So far, so good. Friday night was a little bit, it came in pretty hot. And, um, and, you know, I've been worried about it because Spencer's got the asthma. My boy's got asthma. And he went into a full asthma attack about 1 o'clock in the morning from the COVID, which was scary. But um, we got him through that, you know, give him the puffer, and he got through that okay. This gasping. And and then, um, but uh, Saturday morning woke up, not too bad. And uh, yesterday, not too bad. And today, not too bad. So it's, it's, uh, was it, if it didn't have that asthma attack, it would have been a walk in the park so far, but the asthma attack was a little scary. So, so far, so good. Hopefully, um, hopefully they don't, they continue to get better. A little bit of fever, but they seem to be doing okay. All right. Sounds like I had a little better Saturday than you did then. Yeah. What'd you uh, do? Well, the dirt, you know, the Derby's coming up. Oh, yeah. The Kentucky Derby. So uh, Nick Malucci in the chat put a bug in my ear about uh, the Derby preps. 
right? There's certain races that lead up to the Derby. You should know this by now, Dennis. I've been talking about it for 20 years. And so you watch these races to determine who's going to be in the Derby and then, you know, who your horses are. And uh, I, I, I usually just observe them. You know, I like, I'm not, you know, I, I don't follow all the different races and everything, but I have my Twin Spires account and I looked in it and I guess I must have hit some money in the Belmont because there was a little chunk <laughs> of change in there. And I'm like, okay, got a little bit of the house's money. Work. Yeah. And uh-huh. um, I did something that I probably haven't done in 25, 30 years. What'd you do? What's that? Cashed in three straight races. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The first race, I, I I hit a I hit a perfecta. Look at this. Yeah, and then wow. in the uh, and then Money this mix? is just Money logic. Pro. This is just logic. Okay, in in the Florida Derby, there was a horse that beat all the other horses in the race, right? And he was at six to one, and all these other horses were at two to three to one. So I'm like, okay, hit I'll me aside. I'll head. take him. I like that. Yeah, put it in yep. my pocket. Yep. And then so I can't, I'm screaming and yelling. Lisa's like, you only do this during the the, uh, the uh, Triple Crown races. And then I said, hey, I'm hot. So then I went into the Arkansas Derby and a Philly was the favorite. I didn't think she could hold up. And there there was another long shot in there. So I went with the. So I, Holy. I, yeah. You're hot. You're hot. Yeah, so I'm like on Sunday, I'm like looking at it. And I'm like, no way, man. I'm not going to. And then I'm looking at these $10,000 claimers. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to bet these pigs. But uh, anyways, a little bit. And, we'll see. And, we'll see. And, the, and the hotness continues for you, Joel, because you come in and your Twitter position is up 25%. Exactly. Up 20 what, now, a, right? a very small. I, I sold not, not the whole thing. Not the whole thing. I, 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 I disclosed I sold that around 55. But. What do you guys think about this? Up 780. This is the topic of the day, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. For Let's sure. talk a little bit about that. So, Elon so Musk give us the details. Uh, bought 73,486,938 shares in Twitter with the sole voting power. Uh, according to the SEC filing, the stake is worth $2.89 billion. Wow. Uh Considering Twitter's last closing price of thirty nine thirty one, you guys are seeing a huge pop on this. And also, we got Tesla deliveries. But let's talk a little bit here about Twitter and how this could affect not only Twitter today, but other social media stocks. This is so interesting. And I mean, the knee-jerk reaction, you know, me, would be to sell the rip. Uh, Doug Cass tweeting out that he shorted it at $49.50 on this rip here this morning. Um, it looks like a good trade for Doug Cass already down here, 47.25. That's the knee-jerk reaction. Um, that's what I would think to do. But when you really stop and think about it, I don't think it's going back to 39.31 anytime soon. And there's a couple reasons for this. Obviously, Musk, I, I, I'm, I don't know if anybody in the chat knows. We kind of did some research. I don't think he's really bought any other public companies. So we know he's had almost all of his money in Tesla. We know he sold. A pile of Tesla. So that money's got to go into something. So, I mean, he tweets a lot. So I guess he's just kind of going to where, you know, what he uses. And he bought a huge stake in this. But you think about, you know, I don't think you could have a better person involved with your company, Elon Musk, the guy of all, you know, ideas. I mean, maybe he pitches a few ideas to Twitter and maybe they listen because he's a big shareholder now. So I don't think it's a bad thing to have Elon Musk taking a huge stake in your company. 
No, it isn't. And um, I mean, Twitter's not the only one being affected by this today. I saw DWAC down big. Well, that um, makes sense, too. Yeah. Because you are like, okay, we got the Trump media. Now, all of a sudden, if if Musk is going to get involved with Twitter, that's direct competition with somebody really smart involved. So we don't know how active he's going to be. It's a passive stake right now in Twitter. So obviously it's all just speculation. This just got disclosed a couple hours ago here. So, but I've been thinking about it, you know, a little bit. DWAC down makes sense to me. Um, I don't know with Pinterest. There, there. Initially, they got a pop and show the charts here, uh, Mitch. Pinterest got, got an initial pop and mm-hmm. sympathy here, as well as Snapchat initial pop, and they're still up, but they're starting to leak here a little bit because obviously this is Twitter company specific news it's not like oh social media they were reporting good numbers so maybe snap and and pinterest are going to be reporting good numbers too this is very company specific and it's competition with really somebody really smart at the helm so i'm not sure you're going to see huge sympathy move in snap pinterest here um as you normally would if if twitter was coming out with good news because it's so company specific joel you're a shareholder here in twitter what are your thoughts uh, I mean, it's always the, the reason I saw, I was just, just sick of the company, sick of the performance, sick of just not growing the revenue, just with the user base. They are around before everybody. And, you know, we always talked about them figuring it out, figuring it out. And like, they never really figured out. They made that run like the 85 or whatever, but you just think about the engagement and, you know, the, the, the usefulness, you know, a platform, of course, people can argue, you know, different ways against it, but it just seems like it, I mean, it IPO'd what 40 went to 44 the first day, you know, it's gone absolutely nowhere. And look at what some of these other tech stocks done. So I think it's a good, you know, a brilliant move for him. I, I, I don't, uh, this was telegraphed a little bit too. If you go back and look at some of his tweets, uh, am I buying it here or rebuying it here? No. Uh, yeah, but you I, have a little position still, though. Correct? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just you're uh, holding I, your little position. Yeah, if it got back up to like fifty-five, I would let it go, like on this pop. But that doesn't look that doesn't look like where it's, it's going to happen. Right. Yeah, it it's already looking. Uh, a good monthly level standing out to me on the forty-seven seventy-nine. Um, that was the resistance before we did that big breakout above fifty. So when when stocks make a move like this, I totally like my technical analysis really kind of you know it it's really hard. It's fundamental yeah. Trump technicals here. All yeah. See, all I'm, what am I going to do? Am I going to wait for this to come back to forty? You know, I mean, if it gets back to forty, I'll be like, I I don't think it I'd is. be a buyer if it got back to yeah. I, I don't I mean, think it fades it all down. And nope. I don't think that's I, – I think you're going to find buyers of 45, to be honest. I think I, I think it could pull in here a little bit. But if you go look, and I'll try to grab some technicals for you. End of December, we really struggled at 45. And I just wonder, we get up and we pull back, we don't find some buyers in that whole 45 area, which would be about a 50% retracement of this overall move today. So I'm just looking today's move. We got yeah, up just B. over $50. Pull that 45 area. I think there'll be some institutional mm. investors that are like, I kind of like Musk involved in this company now. And it may change their opinion towards it. So, um, you know, Doug Cass, congrats. You know, you're shorting it. You said at 49 and a half, you can already bring it in here at 47. Um, I don't know if I would be just sticking around holding this thing, thinking it's giving it all back, though. Because I don't think it's going to give it all back. What's what's a short interest in this? Do we know? I, I mean, don't it's, think it's uh, high. It's not that high. See, like Dennis, you, I'll like, take a look. You know, you're coming up with that 45, you know, to me, 
this like fun like fundamentally changes like the way people are looking at the company. I think so. So, so the the whatever small percentage of people that are short it, whatever the short interest is, they got it. They got to come up with a game plan here. They either need to lay out some more shorts, you know, and you know try and you know average Not up. Well, right, exactly. Or they just need to eat a huge loss, right? Which they may be doing like, hey, I was wrong. They were waiting for the end of the world, you know, waiting for this thing to go back to, you know, 25 bucks. And now the fundamentalists that like, oh, this is big. He's getting involved. This is a trade. We're going to pick this up at 45 and then, you know, and then he's going to tweet again. He's going to buy another 5% stock stake. And then it's going to go up another six, seven bucks. And they're like, they don't care about the gap. They don't care. They're just like, they're in it for a, you know, I, I guess I could call it an institutional swing trade or a three to six months horizon. Uh, but if they really start growing revenues, you know, if they could get, it was always struggled with a billion, right? What if they go to 1.5 or two or two, two, three, you know, just really explode. Then all of a sudden you hold, you know, you have a whole different case for the company. But um, Musk involved in your company is a good thing. He's not involved directly in a lot of companies. And again, this is a passive stake. It's not an active stake. He's not becoming an activist here. But he could pitch him yet. some ideas. Yes. Yet. And he could pitch him some ideas. I'm interested in a pullback in this thing. I'm not paying up a $46. You know, you got to let the dust settle. Let the profit takers take their profits. It's coming in already. I mean, you're paying 50 this morning. You're on the wrong side of the trade. It's 46. But like I was saying, maybe under 45, you get that 45 maybe bounce, maybe nibble a little bit. It, I, I'm not shorting it here. Not at 46 and we've come three points off the highs already. Because I do think this is, um, I, I do think this could, you know, turn at least some institutional's opinions towards this company around and maybe some analysts as well triple d i'll do your ticket technical this is what i'm looking right instead of left here you know you don't get involved today right you see how it trades yeah Yeah. it makes three four let's say it just doesn't crater you know makes lows 44 and a half 45 you know 4387 and then and then it just kind of sits for a couple days right it moves up to like 45 and a half and you're like okay you know what? Maybe the you know the people that want to take profits off this are out. You know, you take a stab at 45 and a half, 46. You have an out because you're not going to write, you know, like if, if it just goes away and he doesn't do anything for a while, you know, let it come off the radar a little bit. So, I mean, let's wait for the setup today just to hop in and say, yeah, I got to own this at 46. Chase it, man. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. chase either. I mean, you're paying up 20% for something. I wouldn't chase it, but I, I think there'll be some money managers that'll change their opinion on this thing. So as it comes in more and more, it starts to become more attractive. I don't think you're getting back to 40 anytime soon. I like your levels, guys. One uh, more. Just let me one say, Jim Morgan yeah. says right puts at 45. Man, you're right. These puts now, they're already getting whacked. You know what I mean? You got to. Maybe the premiums you, coming down already just from the coming in here? No, I don't mind that. You're right in the puts. I don't well, mind that idea the 45 put now. I mean, well, it's the premiums to be jacked up a little bit, I would think. You got the 45, you you know, you've got all volatility picked up a little bit there. A little bit, in. but the price I, increase. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, 
I guess it would have been always, uh, you know, you kind of like to write the puts on like that. Well, yeah, obviously, if we write the 45 puts, we were sure <laughs> we would do that before we knew the news, Joel. We're <laughs> after the news, though. So unless you're an insider, a buddy with Elon Musk, and he was telling there's you, there's no way to know there. that ahead of time. So we might take the Elon's information buddy. we have now and go. I don't mind that idea. I don't mind that idea. We'll we'll take a look, definitely. So 50% retracing goes to 4530, 61.8 goes to 43.95, just to give oh, you guys exact. The master over there. Which you your name from Money Mitch to Fibby Mitch? I, I don't give them often because I feel like it confuses Fitch. people, but hey, Fitch, I do take a look sure. at it. Let's go ahead. Let's go. Let's just pivot a little bit away from Twitter, but still Elon Musk. Let's go Twitter. Uh, let's go Tesla here. Yeah, Tesla's sure. Deliveries, uh, three hundred and ten thousand and forty-eight vehicles in quarter one, twenty twenty-two, and he said it. You know they struggled during the quarter to get the supply uh, supply chain concerns filled, but they were able to meet and and beat the expectation here. I, I didn't think they really were going to get to these numbers. I thought they were going to suffer and, and kind of finally be talking about the supply chains, but Tesla does it again, right? Yeah, looking back, but looking forward here, it's going to get tougher because, again, mm -hmm. Tesla is a big ticket item. And, yeah, I know they're, they've got a huge share and we're going EV and maybe it's going to be more demand because of the gas prices. Um, but still, at the same time, I think the economy is going to be a little – I think the average person will be a little stretched here for the next while. I don't think it's going to be as soft of a landing as the Fed would like. And I just don't want to buy companies right now with – big ticket stuff like that are selling big ticket stuff i own a little bit of ford i own a little bit of gm um and you know and, and they're honestly not performing for that reason so there is no reason to just jump in here i think and say i gotta own tesla here now i think it's making all-time highs i just i don't want to own stuff that's big ticket right now so sorry i'm, I'm kind of poo-pooing tesla here which i always do but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling i'm struggling to to find a bull case here. Yeah, story-wise for me, I think that this recent run in Tesla might actually bring more attention to the other EV players than Tesla itself. Because I feel like Tesla is getting to that point where it's extended. And I think that you're starting to see some- Really extended. Go towards the other EV names because of that last run, though. I, I do think that you're starting to see some interest going into Ford, uh, GM, Fisker. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to buy any more Ford right now. I don't want to buy any more GM right now. I don't want to buy anything big ticket right now. The the like think about necessities. Think about stuff that people aren't going to give up. Apple makes sense, you know, but Apple's valuation is too high. I'm I'm still concerned that this isn't going to be as soft of a landing as maybe the market is is giving it. You know, we've rallied a long ways back here. You know, we've had a lot of stocks bounce back. I think it's still. I think if I'm looking at stocks six months from now, I think stocks are lower. So that's right. why I still sit with a hoard of cash. And I might be wrong. You know, obviously I've been wrong the last few weeks with this rally. But I think there's a lot of a squeeze. I think this is a lot of hope here that, yeah, the Fed's going to be able to navigate this. But the inflation is tough. The rates <laughs> are coming up. I mean, everything, the writing's on the wall. And then you look at the home builders. And you yeah. do look at the automotives. And you look at RH and Williams-Sonoma. I mean, breaking down and making new lows, and you're thinking people aren't going to buy expensive stuff right now. They're, and it's not that they don't want to. It's that they're not going to be able to afford to. 
Yeah, I think this actually pivots into our third topic here on Starbucks because it could be playing into what's going on here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Starbucks here. Sure. I just so, uh, for for the Tesla traders out there. Yeah, let's put some. I'm giving you my technical setup all last week on this. So you still have Tesla, Joel? Very small. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of small. Yeah, but yeah. What's full 11? disclosure, very small piece. But if you don't if you don't know my technical setup there in Tesla, then you haven't been paying attention on the show oh. for the last week. So, all right. Um, and all right. Where do you want to pivot to from here? No worries. We're going to go to Starbucks. But what was the level? Just to give us one give level. Us level. No, I'm not. I'm not giving it out anymore. Oh, he said I'm you got to look at the old shows. Yeah, they got to go back and listen to the old shows. I can't say something 100 <laughs> times in a row and everyone not listen. That's mean. All right. Hi. Just check all right, out. Check out the other levels. You guys got to be watching pre-market prep. Joel's giving you the good stuff. All right, let's go ahead. Let's transition to Starbucks here. Sure. Starbucks board. Uh, so pretty much uh, it's been Oof. a little bit of a battle since they changed on over. Uh, their CEO said that he was retiring today on the 4th. Um, so the replacement here uh, to retake Schultz here. Um, so what happened is the founders coming back to the company, right? He wants to go ahead and try to innovate, make the new Starbucks, as he's calling it. So let's go ahead and hear Starbucks boards decides to retake Schultz after Kevin Johnson said that he would retire from the position on effective April 4th. Uh, Schultz announced a temporary halt to the company's share buyback program so the money can be invested in the company's operations, employees, and the stores to create more long-term value for shareholders. Here you guys what, have. What Starbucks. is this about to buy back though? So, so uh, essentially, he's trying to use the money to be invested back into the company's operations. Uh, it could go to employees or it could go to creating more long term value for shareholders. He thinks it's better off with, uh, better off using that way. Using the capital. He that's the right thing capital. to say. When you're when you're when you're killing a buyback, that's definitely the right thing to say. I think the market's gonna read more into it though. And I think mm -hmm. the market is reading more into it that you don't like to see ever a buyback get halted because you start thinking the company's conserving cash for other reasons. Um, and that means that they might not like what they're seeing going forward. So I think that's like immediate knee-jerk reaction, is that's what you're seeing here this morning. Um, I'm not going to argue with the knee-jerk reaction here, too, because um, you know buyback equals you cancel a buyback it equals sell. As much as you increase a buyback it equals buy, you cancel a buyback it equals sell. The algos are just going to do that, even if you know the, though he says the right things here. I'm still skeptical that there isn't maybe something else that he's not liking, you know, and he's conserving a little bit more cash. So uh, for that reason, I don't buy a stock. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to go just go fundamental here. We'll talk about the technicals. Uh, fundamentally, the eyeball test on this for me, when I when I leave the, the gym and I come home, one way I go home, there's two Starbucks, okay? Two brand new Starbucks, all right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of them is like, and I'm talking like, you know, like a normal time, it's closed because they don't have employees. I don't understand that, but. Uh, no, because they, 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 they don't, I mean, different hours. And then the other one that I go by, which is only like two miles down the road, I'm I mean, like, you need to have a Starbucks, like, you know, two brand new Spanish. Have you stores? not seen the Simpsons episode where the, the, the Simpsons. Simpsons episode in the mall, 
and there's a Starbucks, and then there he walks a little further, and there's another Starbucks, and then he walks another <laughs> further, and then he goes into a store, and he's like, you got to hurry up because we're selling this place and turn it into a Starbucks. <laughs> then as they're leaving the mall, it's just all Starbucks. The whole mall is just different Starbucks. There you go. Home I mean, Toronto's the same thing. And Tr- I'm not sure Jim if it's Horton. still that way, but there's one corner that's of the four corners. There's three Starbucks on four of four corners. And there's three Starbucks and on four corners, almost four corners. So the Starbucks are everywhere. There's no doubt. You know, do they cannibalize each other to a certain extent? Probably. But I mean, it's worked for a long, long time. It is an expensive coffee shop, though. There you go. No, there's another thing, Dennis. Big ticket items. People that's, are not I'm, gonna be I'm, buying that's where big I was going. ticket items. There we Maybe go. Maybe you want to go drink your McDonald's coffee. No, no, no. You want to go drink your Tim Hortons coffee. I'll, I'll tell you what coffee Starbucks you're drinking. Starbucks is double the price. I know. Here comes the, the bros, bros, bros. baby. Bros. How Look much is that, Mitch? How much bros. is that? Look at that. Coffee drinkers out there. Go I'll tell you what I had this weekend. I had the 911 from bros if you take a look at that chart uh i'm also going to talk about some levels let's put up bros really quickly it has a nice retracement from that last little pop that you saw to 65 holding the 61.8 here near that 57 mark gonna watch today on bros to see what happens but i will tell you i got the 911 the 911 is nine shots of espresso and a little bit of Irish blend because you know you need a little bit of Irish cream or nine? nine shots of espresso. Oh, my hair would be standing up on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't sleep for two weeks. That's called the nine one one baby. Holy man! Well, when I go to those places, I ask for like when the rare times I do. I think it's called like a red eye or something. And you ask for two or three shots of espresso. You know, and they're like a buck, a buck fifty or something like that. And then you go, oh, could you put a little coffee in there for me? And then they put a little (laughs) coffee in there. But it's easier at Panera because you don't even need to ask for the coffee. You just get the couple shots of espresso, and then you just go over. You know, when they're not looking, you you fill your own coffee. You fill coffee for Panera. Yeah, (laughs) like he's he's (laughs) twelve. So another thing with the story and bros is not necessarily just bros, but I think overall Starbucks has gotten to an age in their branding where it's considered an old brand. And when brands get to that point, if they don't innovate and stay at top of class where the new generation wants Starbucks, I think this is where they're struggling. It's the new generation. It's not the the generation that saw Starbucks go from, you know, the corner shop to the big massive brand that it is now. I think what you're really starting to see is a brand that's getting to the point where it's starting to get old and it's viewed, like I would say, like it's old coffee. It's just it's just an and, old and brand. Maybe Schultz is trying to fix that. Maybe that's why he wants to keep the money and not do the buyback. He's trying to fix it in different ways. How I, happy you know, is he that he has to come back to the company? How happy do you think he is he has to come back? It's not well, I mean, this is a, anything, but he must think he can run it better than what's being run here. That's so. what he does think. I yeah, think. That's, I mean, I want so much for running for, for president, right? But anyways, you want good coffee? Uh, Costco has that Colombian. It's cheap. It, man, you can make it strong. So that's my coffee. Right I think we're all consensus opinion here. We're not buying the Starbucks dip. No, all right. no. All right. And the no. chat doesn't give Starbucks a lot of love either. Not a lot of love from the chat. Not a lot of so. love. I, I, just before we move on, I got a probably note, rally now. <laughs> a, a new, yeah, exactly. A note here from Jude, and he said he's going to be a financial advisor in a couple months. And he said he just wanted to thank us that we've helped him so much. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's what it's all about. 
Yeah, that's a lot. That's good, man. Yeah, we like that. Yeah, Jude, Jude in the chat. So good to hear, Jude. I'm glad. uh, Good luck on that. Yeah, one thing we do definitely, and I think Joel and Dennis do very well, is try to pay it forward, right? And try to give your experience, some of your knowledge to pay it forward for those that come after us. So that's what the show is all about. Yeah, we're we're all about teaching. We try to teach on this show. We give some mm-hmm. trading ideas. We have some fun. We talk some stocks, but we're always trying to teach to a certain extent. Definitely. Now, obviously, we can't jump into you know stuff in the detail because we're still moving the show along. That's why we do the educational segments, and that's why we've done some extended educational segments on premarketprep.com. But you know, for the most part, you know, this is what this show was designed to do: is trying to make traders, you know, teaching you as opposed to just giving you our opinions on stocks. All right, so well, let's I, give some opinions on some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got one here that I want to talk about that actually happened to me. Let's go on my little rant before we get Tim Quast on on market structure. I'm gonna actually skip down to the airlines here. The airlines canceled Ooh. more than nine thousand U.S. Uh, well, nine thousand U.S. flights were delayed over the weekend. I can tell you, I was actually a part of it. Um, yeah, uh, my fiance uh, for first time ever in my life, uh, someone near to me or around me gets a canceled flight she was sitting in denver international airport for hours and hours spirit airlines um i would give you the big finger in between these fingers right now but i'm not going to do it on the air i would tell you that just cancel flights you know if you if you know that you don't have the ability to make it to the destination just cancel but no they delayed 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 that's what they do the delay 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 delay, 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 delay and then cancel that's how they do it i know it's and brutal i've had it, that it, happen to me a couple of times before it was where you delayed I mean, flights delayed flights delayed flights delayed and then five hours later now it's canceled so the, the like, hardest okay, hit was actually sucks. southwest airlines so pay attention to them today we'll see if it affects their airlines or not but they were hit the most um they also had a back-end technical problem so that's why i want to note southwest here um with their technical problem that could add to the sell-off there we'll see if this does sell off as you guys see in pre-market not much going on right now but this airlines have rallied something fierce man i don't get it but there has been, you know, a V bottom in most of these airlines here. And if anything is overbought and not deserving of it, I think it's the airlines. I do get, you know, we got a reopening trade going on. I do get, you know, you know, you know, when I'm, you know, my family's getting COVID, I was like, oh, maybe we should go on vacation after this because we don't get COVID. You don't have to worry about it as much. So I get that aspect of it. But the margins are getting squeezed because they all don't do hedging, you know, with the oil prices higher. And I do think that's it's not going to be as soft of a landing for the overall economy. And that means it's not going to be as soft of a landing for these airlines, pun intended there. So I think I'd sell the airlines in the list of strength that we've seen. And LUV, AAL, DAL, I pair trade those things all together. They all move together. Jets, if you just want to look at them all. We've come back substantially in the last couple of weeks, and I believe this rally is a gift. Yeah. Um, one thing that stands out to me on those charts is that little shadow area right below it. Nice little room to drop down there. So I'm going to be watching that room. The gaps. Yep. Look yeah. at the gaps. 
there on AAL. What was the reason for that? What, what, what went on that day? Oh, that was just a crazy rally day when the war was over. That's exactly. Right. There exactly. you go. Yep. Give yep. me a little little space to short into. I'll take a look. Yeah, and you have, well, the other thing too about the setups here with any of these charts, if you do, if you do short, you have you know, like you look at above forty here in DAL. They're not moving too much off this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I heard it was mostly weather related more than. Uh, you know, they're just figuring out. This is normal business yeah, man, for them. Yeah, the cancel exactly. flights and the delayed flights like this is common occurrence, especially since, you know, probably in the last couple of years with all the stuff that's happened with COVID and everything. I don't think this is anything like out of the ordinary. Yeah, the, the airlines aren't here to work for us. They're just here to make money, man. <laughs> The uh, I, we're we got a trip to Oregon pl uh, planned, and I just these airlines. What they're trying to do is they're just trying to maximize the amount of like they have changed our yep. flight on the way back <laughs> so many times. Lisa's like, you know what? I'm not even going to try and adjust this one because I know they're going to try and change it again. So exactly. they're just trying to you know if they can get six more people on you know one flight or they. Can reduce Let's it. delay it two hours to get the six They're more just people. Squeezing and also longer term, you know, if you know people from Michigan are going to Oregon and you know yeah. back and forth. I think they're just trying to squeeze every dollar out of it, and then so when something goes wrong, then everything goes. You know, pure example: wrong. the plane that was supposed to take my fiance to Fort Lauderdale ended up flying to Vegas because why? Smaller distance, smaller oil price. And they probably still got the same amount of money, right? <laughs> there you go. Algo told them, nope, you're going to Vegas. You're not <laughs> going to Fort Lauderdale. And people to pick up there. There you go. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into um, – Quas still hasn't joined us here. I'm going to check on him. He should be joining up in about a minute or two. Um, yeah. We'll be getting to Tim Quas. Uh, let's go to another story here. I uh, wanted to save this one, but let's just jump right into it. Let's go to GGPI. I'm going to scroll up here towards Tesla because it's related to the EVs. Um, let's let's get into that. So it's today, Polestar and Hertz announcing news here. So HDZ and GGPI are the ticker. The Swedish premium electric performance car maker announced a new global partnership that includes purchasing for up to 65,000 electric vehicles uh, over five years. The ability expected to begin in spring 2022 and late 2022, it would be coming its way to North America and spring 2022 would be in Europe and Hertz. This builds on Hertz announcements last October to okay. offer its customer the largest EV rental fleet in North America and one of the largest in the world. So, of course, today, Hertz and GGPI moving on this full disclosure not in it anymore. Had it on Wednesday, sold it on Thursday. Huh. There you guys have it. Isn't that the way it works? <laughs> right, right before, right before. Um, you know, you you, you already saw the word. Right. Full disclosure. It. You know, I missed out. <laughs> how it works. That's how it works. The big move happens two days after you sell it. I told you my Heinz story from years ago. Had it for nine years, and I was like, ah, I'm moving on to bigger and better things. And then Warren Buffett took it private, like literally a week later. Nine years, week later, it takes private and stock goes up like forty five percent. I was like, Are you kidding me? Anyways, maybe selective perception, but that so does see, like this is a does Polestar making cars already? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean they, they make are. cars already. They have vehicles that are right, so they are so they make cars. one car and that one <laughs> well, car. I think they make more than one car. They're gonna know. sell sixty-five thousand to Hertz. 
and it's going to get there in like two or three years. Okay. Oh, boy, you can tell how bullish I am that stock. All right. Yeah, what Triple D, did he just uh, fall off the radar there? His camera got off. I don't know if he had okay. to get out there for a second, but. Uh, okay. Uh, you can on. see the pre-market pop um, on this one. So it's already started to fade. So you, you can uh, you can pick your intermediate level in between there. But uh, that pre-market high looks uh, looks pretty safe there. I had in COVID invaders. That's why I took them. COVID that. invaders. COVID invaders. Yeah, you, you, you don't COVID. want them getting the chat sick, you know. I no, appreciate I know. It, Dennis. Oh, then and it's so ridiculous. Like you know, the, yesterday they're like having COVID cough wars, so they're both sick, and then they're like bounce jumping out from around the corner and coughing on each other just to, just to like. Kids I'm like, hey, I don't have COVID yet. Can you keep the coughs inside? You don't need to like. If you're coughing, it's one thing. If you're intentionally coughing, that's a whole other thing. Anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, Dennis. You know what time it is. It's time for Market Structure Monday. All right, bringing on Tim Kwas here. Welcome to the show, my friend. Glad to have you back on and good to be with you. Good Welcome to be to the with show. you. Good to see you. I better right. bring How some energy, you? I guess. I, uh, I'm well, thank you. Good, about you good, guys? good. What have I missed? Yeah, you're dealing with Mitch here. I I, I drink my coffee in the morning. What can I say? Well, you missed Twitter. You. Me you too. You missed Twitter. What a move here. We let's go. Let's do a talk market structure here on Twitter, and you know, see if there was any preemptive, you know, look into something like this. How was it looking ahead? Because obviously Musk took a big stake here this morning. The stock is trading up twenty percent here. TWTR. So I want to see the market structure on Twitter. Do you, dun, do you, dun, dun. So do you, you hear Dennis? He so wants do you Twitter. Think he's gonna buy it. Do you think he's just going to buy Twitter? I, mean, I, I was saying on a pullback, could, right? I might, but this is not yeah. a pullback. <laughs> he has the money, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, yes, he does. It's, I mean, it's, it's a much bigger deal than uh, Jeff Bezos buying the Washington Post. Uh, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's a much bigger transaction. But could he? Well, sure he could. He could. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, Dennis, to answer the question, this so we would call Twitter a short-term 10. Um, so wow. when a stock is at 10 and supply is falling, you can get some very nice moves. And these dips in the, the supply side, for those of you new to market structure, what I'm talking about is supply and demand. And so this is price, just closing price. Then the green part is, is a, a, an algorithm that measures demand. When you put the various demographics together that create uh, demand for stocks, uh, it, we normalize that to a 10-point scale. So when it's, when it's at 10, it's, it's slamming against the ceiling. That, that doesn't mean it won't stop rising. Then you want to look at the supply side. That's short volume. Short volume is a, a 2009 measure created by FINRA that reflects the, the percentage of, of trading volume in a given issuer in the market or what have you that is uh, coming from borrowed stock. And so uh, the downtrend in supply and the fact that demand remains very strong at 10 can lift prices. It's the kind of thing we say you should trade late in the overall broad sentiment cycle, which is exactly where we are. So could this have predicted that kind of move? Not really, Dennis, but it's not surprising given the supply demand equation that it could move the way that it did. Yeah, because I'm just wondering, like, he's probably accumulated this over time. I right. mean, you know, in the open market. 
So you wonder if, you know, that would pick up something like that, that, hey, we've got some buyers in here and it's pushing the price higher and obviously showing up in your system. So it's just interesting. It's an interesting thought. Probably in here that where you see created stock. uh, and, And what I mean by that is, believe it or not, folks, when when there's a big buyer for stock in the U.S. equity market, generally speaking, brokers are going to create it. They're going to create currency for the party to consume, and then they'll have to square the books over time. So the fact that that you have this period of about, call it uh, uh, a good three weeks, where there was a an excess supply curve, that would have been a really good time to buy it, too, because the price was down. Right during options expirations, that's often a time where uh, big institutions will uh, will use the liquidity created by derivatives uh, to build a position. And then the fact that now for about the same period of time, the, the supply has been below trend, that's probably where it occurred. I can't say absolutely, uh, but but that's that's what the data to me would suggest. Could All you, right. Yeah, yeah. Could I'm you the... pick up on that? I don't know. You know, it is the way that we think about it. You know, if you're if the broad market sentiment, Mitch, is at is seven point two and falling, what should you trade? Uh, and and you know, traders, we're not after the uh, Teddy Roosevelt. You know, the, it's the, the you know the you know the man in the arena speech, the Teddy, the famous Teddy Roosevelt speech about it's not you know whether you whether you're the victor. Whether you succeed or fail, it's that you got into the arena and got dusted up. Well, we don't necessarily want to do that as traders, right? We do want to just win. Uh, so, so uh, it, you know, you don't want to get all dusted up in the arena. So what do you trade uh, late in the cycle for broad sentiment? And what I mean for is this. Here's where sentiment was the last time or uh, back in January when the market declined. Then in February where it was when the market declined and where it is now. There's a high probability, and I said this Wednesday last week with, with Spencer and team, that when th- that there's a very high probability that the market goes down. And son of a gun, the very next day, the Dow goes down 550 points. Uh, the, what's giving it support yet is this, the big drop on the supply side. We've had two big divots in supply and that's supporting the market, but that's not—it's not a—that's not, not a growth kind of market for stocks. So you have to be aware of that, traders going into it. And what would you trade? Notice that my Benzinga April four portfolio has very nice demand and very and and a very constrained supply. Well, those are the conditions that you want. And there are two things that you could trade under these conditions. You could trade the Dominion resources, the ADPs that have very stable demand and falling supply, that's a good safe place to be. By the way, utilities is the only sector left that shows rising demand. Everything else has peaked and falling demand, meaning we're, you know, it's, it's cause and effect, we're kind of late in the cycle, or you could trade the winds of the world, uh, yeah. which are late stage, you know, they're late stage tens. These are the kind of things that can give you a little more lift, you see that? So the demand is all the way at 10, but supply has dropped sharply. Well, that could give you some gains. Just realize that we're late in the cycle. I'm thinking much more right now uh, about about not burning capital in the market. I'm content to wait. Uh, we, we talk about that all the time, the amount of time that the market is up or down. But that's that's what I'm thinking about as Market Structure Monday commences anew. 
Yeah, definitely. I've been noticing the utilities getting stronger, and that was one of the names that pointed out to me, Dominion. Yep. Uh, so definitely going to keep that one on watch. I've been seeing that one starting to rise. A big leader in that one was SRE. I'm not sure if the supply is showing a dropping off on that one, but going to keep watch on utilities. And like you kind of mentioned, um, was this kind of just a, a, a big bear market rally that we're getting and, and we're starting to come back um, w- with kind of that supply dying off? It doesn't really show that the short interest is coming back in, but what do you see there overall? Oh, you know, it's such a subjective uh, consideration, Mitch. I, you know, I don't claim to know anything special about uh, bull markets versus bear markets, or whether this is a, a bear market rally. There's a lot of that discussion uh, that you know, we're just getting the sort of bounce that you get when, when the market remains in a long-term sort of uh, bear posture, a propensity to the downside. By the way, this is SRE. So yeah, Sempra has been just fabulous. You know, if it's, it's spent the whole time at five wow. or better, that is a great stock to own. And you can just continue to own that until the, the demand equation deteriorates below five. It's, it's uh, yeah, that's, you're exactly right. That's the kind of thing to own when we don't know if it's a bear market rally or if the bull market is resuming. Uh, to, you know, my, my opinion on this uh, is that the, the, the momentum market ended in May last year, almost a year ago, that there are long cycles between a cause and then the effect created by that cause. It's very much like monetary policy. Uh, the, there is a delay. If, if, you, if we lower rates, uh, the, the, the effect, the frothy effect of that develops over time. And about the time we think everything's great, it's probably beginning to deteriorate. And when the Fed lifts rates, as we move into this cycle where we're uh, increasing interest rates, the ramifications from that are that the, the United States consumer is very dependent on, on home equity, on the value of a home, on the capacity to refinance a home and use that capital for consumption. That's what the Fed wants. We should, again, I think you should be very clear-eyed as a participant in the U.S. equity markets and the U.S. economy about that relationship. It is by design. The Fed pushes rates down because the number one engine for fueling our consumption economy is home ownership and the associated consumption that comes with that, that feeds into Home Depot and Lowe's and all the things that we do. Well, as rates begin to rise, there will be a a delayed effect from that. And it's probable that we run out of capacity to consume at the rate that we have. And so that's going to have some effect in the future. Uh, but traders, if you think about short-term supply and demand, you can uh, you you can take advantage of what the market gives you without being exposed to the big risks like that. You can't avoid them entirely, and I have long-term investments too. But from a trading standpoint, you sure can. That's what you want to do. Now, one area that I did see a little bit of weakness last week was tech, and so can we return to the market highs without? these kind of tech stocks leading the way? No, of course not. We can't. Uh, you <laughs> know, it's a huge answer. part of the market. It's a very simple answer. No, you can't. Uh, you know, if we go look at the tech sector, 443 components. Uh, we've had a very nice stretch. Really, the first one 
of the of 2022 where there was demand excess demand above five and uh, supply that was falling those conditions continue to exist uh, but uh, no it is it's not when you consider that tech uh, in the tech sector call it 26 percent of the markets come down a little bit uh, communication services you have to add that piece of the puzzle in uh, tech that is in consumer discretionary like Tesla uh, the, the tremendous reliance of the market on tech means that it's very difficult to have the kind of bull market that we had in 2020 to 20, you know, November of 2021 uh, if tech isn't the leader. It doesn't mean we can't have good days. I, I don't. Dennis, you tell me. Do you think there's a way for the market to re resume marching higher to new highs sustainably without tech? No. I mean, it's just too much of the index. It's too obvious. Yeah, the big it's components. I mean, exactly. you can look at the indexes and you can say that whole thing, like why you know they held up better than some of the smaller caps or some of the smaller growth stuff. And I mean, it's just you, know, you got those five stocks, five six stocks that are S and P. Yep. I mean, five hundred right. stocks, but it's really five or six stocks that are driving the bus all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. What do you have in the spy for us, Tim? You got anything? Uh, because it's, uh, you know, you had the Friday move, right? Um, yep. And with everything that happened last week, you made a new low for the week on Friday. And you were thinking, well, this is, you know, we're, we're really going to give some back. And then you just had that that late day rally. Uh, I was just wondering, because to me, there's, you know, some pretty clear levels jumping out from Friday. And I didn't know if that would be. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. what, what the SPY uh, supply and demand looks like on uh, your platform. Well, so that was, it was an unusual, yet again, to me, we've, we've, uh, we've had our uh, faces shoved into the facts of market structure in 2022. And uh, I, I think it's gotten short shrift, but Friday was another great example. Well, Thursday and Friday, both were good examples. The market was fine on Thursday, and then all of a sudden, the bottom dropped out of it in the last hour. And uh, and it was when did we have you on? Was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday because I, I said in the market did get quested. Remember, and I warned that it could get. Quested. Uh, did I, did you I, said I something, and yeah. I go, "Well, we'll see if the market gets quested." What happened? But you didn't man. say it was going to happen so late in the day. Well, is what the thing. Right. That's the interesting thing that these two, two days, Thursday and Friday, uh, Friday, the same same way, except that the market was down. In fact, I was sending a note to uh, to the uh, CFO of a public company about what was going on. And it was five minutes to the close and the, all three broad measures were down. And I looked up and the Dow's up 140 points. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the last four minutes. So what causes that? And, and I would, you know, I'll say new month, new money. It's one of our core principles. You know, they're, they're, we, we tell traders, be aware of the context. Uh, and there are three big things that matter in the month. The beginning of the month, when the money that, uh, that both comes and goes, required minimum distributions from retirement funds, and then new money coming in, 401k contributions. We made a big contribution, by the way, to our, our uh, 401k profit sharing uh, plan. For You have to get it done by the 15th. And I hate to blow off. It's a big chunk of money that goes in. Well, we did that. So who else did it? Are there other firm, you know, other firms running 401ks that say, well, I guess we better deploy that. And uh, it, it gets deployed around reference prices. Right? That money that is trying to track the averages 
it wants the, the closing price, the reference price, and it gets jammed into the end and it causes these crazy moves. So I think that that's what happened. Looking at the patterns behind SPY, to answer your question, Joel, uh, it was a very small pattern, though. Does that mean, if I compare that pattern to what we saw March 14th through the 21st around big index rebalances and quarterly options expirations, that was a big pattern. And there were big okay. changes in hedges in certain sectors, industrials in particular, and industrials have underperformed. There was a colossal drop in the use of hedges on the 21st of March in industrials specifically. So does that mean people are hedging against the risk that the economy slows down? Could be. Uh, but uh, I, you know, here's where the data are. The data are at the top of the Ferris wheel arc. These are the data that tend to proceed declines. Again, I'm not saying it's, it's going to be sudden uh, because we had this big drop in short volume. That's what gave the market this lift. It's the fact that there was a bunch of short covering, mm -hmm. but that's not the thing that gives markets sustainable lift. New, right. If it begins yep. to turn and, and supply continues to fall, we could see declines into, uh, into April options expirations. Again, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying that there's a probability that it could occur. One more. Well, I'm I'm uh yeah. I'm in the market for some new threads, and uh, okay. I like that mm -hmm. shirt, man. I like blue. Uh, well, that is a nice uh, shirt you got on there. Australian, <laughs> Australian. Okay, Australian. I figured I can't afford see, that. You stuff. see, yeah. Joe? Okay. He's always I, looking good. I can't yeah. afford that stuff. You need those imported threads, <laughs> man. Back That's to Joseph A. Banks if I can find yeah. one that hasn't closed in the area. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Appreciate it, like always, Tim. Uh, Good to see you guys. Hey, you bet. We'll definitely have a, keep have up with it. Okay. And you guys that haven't done so before, definitely check out Market Structure Edge so you guys can get this data and understand exactly what Tim's looking at. Right. Thank you for coming on, Tim. We'll have Good you back. Good to see you guys. Happy to do it. Thank you. By the way, mm -hmm. I'm headed to the sea again. I'll Ooh. be I'll be here for Ooh. next traveling, uh, baby. Next uh, Market Structure Monday, I'll be here then, but uh, we're, we're, uh, we're headed to St. Martin, St. Bart's, and Guilla, oh. uh, April, April 12th, 13th, thereabouts. So, uh, nice. yeah, try, hey. try to get rid of the, the, you know, the gaunt white winter appearance. Uh, so that's, I'm just giving you a heads up. So, but, but we'll see you next Market Structure Monday. Hey, you trade on those mountains for a little beach time. Can't blame exactly. you, Tim. It's mud season up there. You don't want to be yeah. up in the mountains no, in April. No, no, you want, to, you want to be in the sea. Yes. Have a good one, Tim. Enjoy you, that you trip. You guys too. What are you seeing out there, Triple D? What are you seeing? I see a, just leak. a, a, a leak. smith. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. I didn't want Separation to, yeah. happening. You yeah, can clearly yeah, see we're getting more. We're getting more of what we saw on Friday. Yeah. Banks are just continuing to so leak here. What, it, what is going on with the banks? I mean, Gene uh, Diamond stuff. It's telling you, and, and this is where we just start going down and looking under the hood. And we've been saying it here for a few days now on the show that this soft landing might not be as soft. And the market is saying that, you know, banks are starting to get hit. You'd think banks would be going up with exactly. higher interest rates, interesting. but it's telling me that lending could slow here. It's telling me that the small business may not be doing as well because think about your banks there's a lot of customers exactly. a lot of different types of customers in there um but i think you're starting to see some separation here tech actually you know uh, for you know I, I don't obviously nobody's got a crystal ball here but the tech stocks are holding up fairly well and i still say like 
People aren't giving up their iPhone if it starts to get tough. But they are going to give up those, some of those other big ticket purchases, some of the banks, you know, some of those other stuff, maybe not going out to restaurants as much. Uh, I'm kind of you know, looking at the situation where if we do, and it's an if, but if we do go into recession, who's the winners and who's the losers? And the banks are not the winners. Now, one thing that definitely put on everybody's radar Wednesday, uh, FOMC will be releasing the minutes from March meeting. I normally don't see this as being fireworks, but we have seen them affected this year. Um, so I'm going to be paying attention to those minutes that come out on Wednesday uh, to kind of see wh- where we're leading. They're going to half. I mean, you know, you kind that's of. That's what. It looks like they're going to half. At least. Yep, that's what the um, Fed. Yeah. We talked to Raggy on Friday. That was a great yeah. segment. I mean, markets come all the way back, too. So give us some know, room. that's not scaring them either. I mean, There's I've every heard. Every reason to go half. I've heard mentions of three quarter hike. <laughs> well, I think it's getting a little bit crazy, but I've I've heard it. I mean, I can I could point to articles all throughout the weekend that was pointing to it. Yeah. Um, National Enquirer. Well, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Fed's looking at the market. If the market's taking this in stride so far, yeah, you know, maybe you we know what that is, Mitch. This, You're kind of young. It. You oh, know what I the National Enquirer is? I don't get that magazine delivered anymore. Come on, man. Who gets <laughs> well, magazines delivered? When you go to the grocery store, it was, you know, right there. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at maybe some stocks from the chat really quickly. we got about three minutes to 9 a.m. Let me go through the chat, see what's being mentioned out there. Um, we did see Walmart have a good day going into the close Ooh, Friday. Let's take a look at that. It's defensive. People yeah. shop more at Walmart. when you, If you're looking to save money, you go to Walmart. When you're looking this stock to start benefits saving. during a recession. This yeah. is like That's you're just, seeing we, this price in. I mean, it's it's amazing. You say the market looks forward. The market is starting to look like certain sectors are going to struggle and certain sectors are going to do well. People go to Walmart when they are you know, they shop at Walmart more when they're looking to save money. Look at Dollar General. Walmart's a stock you own on a pullback. I Dollar think General. It's one that actually benefits during a recession. Dollar Tree. Dollar General. Mm-hmm. Start What's all those stocks? They're all making highs. DLTR doing well. DG, that's Dollar General. Yeah, um, uh, big lots. Big lots, and there's one more. That big lots is big lots that's just big lots. I don't know about big lots. Period. What about Ollie? Ollie Bargain Outlet Holdings. That's an upgrade today. O L L I. It caught an upgrade today. So wow. it's up here this morning. Who upgraded it? We got it, Mitch. Go to the pro. I'll, I'll look it up right now. I got you. I always thought it was Ollie's bargain basement. You know what? This this is interesting on the d- dailies here, and you're not even if this could come back, you could get this at the top of uh the range from a Friday at the forty four dollar area up a buck ninety. So yeah, I mean, it, I don't want to draw too many lines, like because it's not perfect here, but I do. I mean, just overall the old resistance. New support. So if this comes back into forty four, you got a double bottom to lean on. And uh, what's the firm that uh, that um, Wells Fargo upgrading? Ooh, Wells, the stock from from Wells Fargo in a while. to overweight in a sixty five dollar price. Sixty five. They're going off the board on this one, Joel. <laughs> yeah, uh, break out over forty five. So let's see. It's, yeah, it's getting it. challenged there this morning. Let's see if it's got follow through. It's got to get up over forty five. Give Joel a close That's over forty five, then it starts to get yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting though. I like it. I mean, it fits with our. our it fits theme. with our theme. Yeah, we're going with the theme that the consumer is going to have less discretionary income going forward. They're still going to buy food. 
They're still going to buy clothes. They're still going to buy, but they may not be building a brand new house. They may not be buying a brand new car. Big ticket items. When you're looking look out at, six months to a year. Look at Winnebago. Look at Winnebago. Well, that's something they're not going to be buying. And I never looked at her in a while. This is something that you're absolutely selling to all rallies here, in my opinion. One, COVID stock. This is nothing going for it. Higher gas prices, COVID stock, no discretionary income. No, no WGO for me. No, thank you. Don't don't have me driving around the country with these gas prices, please. Holy mackerel. I don't think you'd be putting you know, it. That's one you do not want in your portfolio, I don't think. Yeah. Maybe we're wrong if gas exactly. prices start to come down. I mean, there is a scenario where they soft land this thing, gas prices come in, inflation gets in check, and we all go back, and you know, there's no recession and all this other stuff. But right now, the market is playing defense, and they're selling stocks like Winnebago, and they're buying stocks like Walmart. And on that note, I'm going to end. I'm going to go have the Brentster on, and uh, we're going to cover uh, what's coming up this week. So great job today, Mitch. And uh, we'll have to decide. When's Spencer we Spencer back, by the way? I don't like, know. We'll months. decide. We might might just yeah, we might just keep Mitch. He needed Hangover Monday to get. Is to, that what to, it is? You know what I mean? I can't blame the man. He went to Vegas. He needed a Hangover Monday. You know. Hopefully he's he's getting some good electrolytes, some Pedialyte in him today. Gatorade. So. Yeah. No, you got to go stronger. You got to go Pedialyte. The Gatorade oh. doesn't do it anymore, Dennis. It's the Pedialyte. You go straight to electrolytes. Pedialyte. I should get my kids for the COVID. Pedialyte. There you go. You feed them Gatorade. Pedialyte. Hey. Gotta, they have the Gatorade go. one now that tastes a little bit better than that old stuff that we used to be forced to drink, you know? But let's go ahead. We'll wrap on up. Dennis, you have a great week. Kill it like always. Baby we'll shark. Tomorrow. Baby shark. Any day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's gonna do it for us right here on benzinga get ready guys up next you guys got live trading with zunaid ryan and i i'm getting ready to trade this market are you getting ready come join us you don't got to go anywhere stick right here on benzinga we'll get you guys over to live trading action and like always guys check out the fintwint conference if you guys look at the description below you guys should be able to find a link to the fintwint conference if not just go to our events website and Find that conference because guess what? This is where all the traders that you guys follow on Twitter are going to be. Don't miss out this event that's going to be happening just in May. So, hey, stick around, guys. That's going to be in Vegas. And who knows? Spencer is probably just going to stay there. Just, just tell him to stay in Vegas. He's going to FinTwit conference. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Up next, you guys got live trading with Dunaid, Ryan, and I. Don't go anywhere. And later today, I will be releasing the Hylion interview. If you guys haven't checked out our Hylion videos, we have a three-part series. Last part being released today. Um, we already did the design and showcase. We did a test drive. Now we're going to be getting into the interview. That's going to be releasing at 430 I'm going to be doing a special on At The Close, probably driving us into that. So you guys stick around. I'll see you guys on At The Close. That's at 3.30. And let's go into live trading. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.